Well, this morning we're um, really at the beginning of a series in the book of Malachi, which is the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi was the last of the minor prophets before the 400 years between the last word spoken in the Old Testament and then the Gospels. So if you don't know where Malachi is, if you can find Matthew and go left, you'll find Malachi. Malachi 1.1, the oracle of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? Is Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord? Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. I have laid waste his hill country and left his heritage to jackals of the desert. If Edom says, we are shattered, but we will rebuild the ruins, the Lord of hosts says, they may build, but I will tear down, and they will be called the wicked country and the people with whom the Lord is angry forever. Your, eye, your own eyes shall see this, and you shall say, Great is the Lord beyond the border of Israel. Let's take a few moments to reflect on the word of God. Uh, a few years ago, most of you probably be familiar with the television show called 24. And uh, the reason it was called 24 is because it took place in 24 hours. And so they had 24 episodes. And what you would do is you'd start out saying that a clock would run and you would watch the first hour. And it was this sort of fast-paced, compelling drama that at the end of the first hour, you're like, oh, i got to find out what happens. You know, and every hour was like that. And, of course, now, like a lot of other shows, you can go get 24, and, you know, you can get the whole season, and you can just... None of you would do this, but, like, in 24 hours, you could just watch the whole season. Um, but here's what you wouldn't want to do. If you'd never seen the show, you wouldn't want to start with the 12th hour. Because if you just picked, you know, episode 12... You would be completely lost. So many things had happened in the first 11 episodes that when you plugged in, you know, episode 12, you would say, well, I don't, I don't really understand why these situations are occurring. And really the same sort of situation is happening when we open up to Malachi chapter 1, verse 1. It's like starting the episode with episode 12. When you start with Malachi 1, 1, and if you don't have any context, there's really no way to see what's happening with the larger picture. And so last week in my sermon, I tried to paint this big background to get to Malachi 1, 1. So it might be helpful to go back and read or listen to that sermon, uh, which you can find online, to get a real sense of uh, Malachi 1, 1. But I want to just give a very... Uh, tight review of how we, we're getting to this particular point, and then we'll get into our text. Uh, in, broad, in a broad sense, in the year 2000 B.C., in Genesis chapter 12, God chose Abraham. And he chose to bless Abraham, and he promised at least these two things from Abraham, and that is you're going to have a family, you're going to have an offspring, and you're also going to have a land. And so those are the two things that Abraham is get, gets promised in the year 2000 B.C. 600 years later, 
in 1400. Joshua leads Abraham's family, who were thought of as the or known as the Israelites, into the promised land. 400 years later, in around 1000 BC, kings are established as rulers in Israel. You can think of the the three kings that are over over this one um, one country. That's Saul and David and then Solomon. And probably the the pinnacle of the kings uh, is Solomon when he uh, dedicates the temple of the Lord. So if you think on uh, if you see uh, CNN or or any kind of news show and they show Israel, the very top of Israel at the very top of the mountain is what's called the Temple Mount. And right now it's called the Dome of the Rock. It's a Muslim mosque. But at the very top of Israel is a temple mount. And that's where Solomon built his temple. And in around 1000 B.C., that was sort of the the pinnacle of the king's reign. Unfortunately, for the next 400 years, there's this downward spiral. And the kings and God's people were unfaithful. And so during this downward spiral, God sent prophet after prophet trying to beg, trying to plead for his people to turn around and come back. And they don't. And eventually this, this, this great, magnificent temple that Solomon built was destroyed. And then you have really what's really a very sad verse in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 8. God says this, I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce. And I sent her away. Imagine that sort of emotion by the prophet. Imagine hearing that. So here we are. We have this, this great marriage of, of God and Abraham. Abraham, I'm even in the midst of this disillusionment and discouragement and doubt. It still can be a sweet smell because God's in charge. Well, one obvious objection to this sweet smell might be seems pretty unfair to Esau of course there are books written about this and I'm trying to bring this sermon to a close and I understand the objection but I want to say that usually behind the objection I think lies a suspicion about God. I don't know. Is God going to be fair? I mean, what if people want to go to heaven and can't get in? And my two responses to that is what causes me to be suspicious and should cause you to be suspicious is when created beings begin to question the creator. When created beings begin to question the creator, then you should be suspicious. You should always be suspicious when a sinful, broken, unfaithful, unfair human puts God on trial and questions God's behavior. That's a real reason for suspicion. And that's exactly what's happening here in Malachi. The second and more powerful answer to this suspicion about God is we can point to one place where God was grossly unfair. 
Oh, he was grossly unfair. Because he took my sin and he gave it to his son. And he took his righteousness and said, Paul, when I see you, it's like I'm seeing Jesus. Oh, that was grossly unfair. But the gross unfairness of God is grace and mercy to us. So I don't have to worry or be suspicious somehow of how God's operating. Because the way I see him operating always is in grace towards his people. It's never in suspicion in any way. So let me just close by leaving you with uh, three questions. Number one, are you sour? You complain a lot. You defensive. You like to justify your behavior, even though it's not godly. You're sour. And if you are, that's you really got to start with that attitude and say, God, I, I smell myself and I don't smell good today. This is not an exercise for you to go home and say, can I point out, honey, that you smell, you know, this is a time for you to look at yourself. Second, are you tired? I'm just tired of being faithful. It just looks a lot funner to be unfaithful. And yeah, I know I'm supposed to be pointing people to Jesus, but by golly, I just rather do something else today. And it sure doesn't seem to be working. And you're just, you're tired. And you just need encouragement. You need Malachi. You need uh, uh, Jacob. You need Abraham. You need them to come and say, don't, don't give up. Keep moving towards Jesus. Third, are, are you ready to smell the fresh, intoxicating grace of God? You're, you're ready to leave your sin you're ready to leave your suspicion and you're ready to leave your method of self-salvation behind and come to the cross. At the end of the sermon uh, service, there'll be, I'll stay up here, there'll be an elder up here and it might just be for you. It's, it's just a good time to have somebody come pray for you. Paul, I'm sour. I might smell you coming. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Could you just pray that my attitude would change? Or, Paul, I'm tired. I don't want to be faithful anymore. Can you just pray and encourage? Whatever you may need, though, be people up here to pray for you. Let's pray together. Lord, this, this uh, ancient man lived 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, and spoke into the lives of people. We, we can't even really imagine their life. But, oh, we can imagine how they felt. And I'm thankful that providentially you brought this particular word for these people today in this congregation. For those who are sour, so, so the, for those who are tired, for those who need to leave sin and suspicion and self-salvation and really fully breathe in the grace of God. Would you do your work now through the power and the work of your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.